Wednesday, 22nd of November, 2023. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. Acts 22, verse 4. The words are more literally rendered. Who persecuted this way unto death, binding and betraying to prisons both men and women. CG. In the previous verse, Paul refuted the accusations levied against him to the crowd standing before him, noting that he was zealous toward God, as all of them were. Continuing now, he says, Who persecuted this way? Instead of saying, I persecuted, he uses a relative pronoun, referring to his past self in a way that highlights his particular role. In essence, I am Paul, he who did these things. Adding in the words, this way, is a way of revealing that the man standing before them was the same man. It was part of who he was at that time. He was an enemy of the way. The term way is the early Christian formula that harkens back to the words of Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. By this time, it was an understood term used by believers that others also seem to be aware of. And more, it could have been a term of derision used by non-believers. Like messianic believers today, they may have been accepted in society but considered on its fringe. This is true of any strange sect. No matter what, the use of the words this way identifies something that the people were aware of. As for his connection to persecuting the way in his previous life, it was until death. The word translated as until is akri. It doesn't necessarily mean that he participated in their deaths, but that his actions brought the people to this point. Acts 26 gives more details on this. Indeed, I myself thought I must do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. This I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them, and I punished them often in every synagogue, and compelled them to blaspheme, and being exceedingly enraged against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. Acts 26, 9-11 Of this treatment, Paul openly acknowledges his previous conduct, saying, binding and betraying to prisons. This was something already acknowledged in Acts 9, where Paul actively went out searching for those he wanted to be brought before the rulers for trial. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Acts 9, 1 and 2. He was given full authority to not only seize the people, but to bind them and bring them in. But his words go further by using the word paradidomi, translated as betraying. It signifies close, 
personal involvement. Translating it as betray instead of deliver is because these were fellow countrymen. There had to be a sense of purposeful betrayal, whether right or wrong. Jesus uses the word often. In Matthew 26, 46, he says of Judas, Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. As for the word prisons, it is in the plural, even though not all translations rightly reflect this. It is a note to the people that he didn't just have them arrested around his area, but that he actively went out looking for people to be imprisoned. This included both men and women. The man of the house was considered the responsible party for the conduct of the house. However, Paul held women personally accountable for their conduct and arrested them along with the men. He was passionate that anyone associated with the way was to be rounded up, bound and taken to prison. He felt there was no room for any such person within the Jewish society. Life Application Acts 9, where Paul was converted, was a long time ago in the ongoing narrative. It had been many years, and Paul had never lost his zeal to speak out concerning the calling to which he had been called. It is something that we should reflect on. It is not possible to retain the same level of emotion as we felt when we first came to love someone, but that doesn't mean we cannot have the same level of commitment to them. Our love evolves and develops in new directions as we learn, grow and interact. But our commitment can and should remain the same or even stronger. There should never be a time that one is less committed to his marriage, being a parent, being a follower of Jesus, etc. And yet, though we may stay committed in some of these aspects, we may not be so devoted in others. Let us take time to evaluate how truly committed we are to those things we have a responsibility for. Are we just as committed to our job as the day we started? Are we as committed to reading the Bible as we used to be? What about church attendance? Have we let that wane? Search out your priorities and refocus if need be. You may have come to dislike your job, but you should be just as committed to it today as you were when things were going smoothly. Your pay reflects a standard that you should be upholding. Consider and redirect. Be that committed soul that you should be in those areas of life that are a part of who you are. Heavenly Father, we may have let parts of our lives slacken in commitment. In doing this, it is ultimately a reflection on you, because we are called by your name, because we are in Christ. Help us to consider this and to redirect ourselves to be fully committed to those things we are a part of in life. To your glory we pray. Amen. I hurt the people. I hurt the people. Who followed the way of Jesus. Who toyed the way of Jesus. Okay. So some of them were even killed. Some of them were even killed.
I arrested men and women and put them in jail. Acts 22, verse 4.